With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. It's free agent frenzy right now. It's July 28th. Not July 1st, not Canada Day. We're here watching Free Agent Frenzy on TSN. All the deals are breaking through, even though most of them were announced before 12, which shouldn't be the case because they removed the negotiation window since, what, it's the first year since they removed it because last year was there. So I don't know why everything's getting break, like broken on Twitter or announced on Twitter. I don't know if broken is the right word. Anyways, we have all the deals here because apparently... Everyone wants to know beforehand, but the Canadians just made a, some significant moves, and we'll start with them because this is the Habs Culture Podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia, alongside Justin Schwartz. Cedric Paquette is a Montreal Canadian. For $950,000 on a one-year deal. Louis Belpedio is a Montreal Canadian at seven hundred fifty k for one year. Probably a part of the farm team. And the man who got the primary assist to crush our dreams in the Stanley Cup Finals in Tampa Bay. Mr. David Savard signs a four-year, $14 million contract with the Montreal Canadiens. Very solid deal. To quote-unquote fill in the Shea Weber hole, right? It won't entirely. It won't, but... But it's a step in the right direction, especially for the price. $3.5 million a year in this type of market and what we're seeing, especially today, is um is a very good deal in my eyes. And the Weidman wasn't announced yet, right? It was. It was? It, it just was uh, one year, $750,000. Okay, and he'll get the power play time if he hops into the lineup here and there. Um, also, before we move on, Yolar Mia got extended. Four years, $13 million, or 13.6, at a $3.4 million cap hit to stay with the Montreal Canadiens. And look, a lot of people love it. I like Yolar Mia. I do, however, believe there's a bit of recency bias because of the way he played in the playoffs. I didn't love his regular season. I don't mind the ter- I don't mind the cap it, three point four. I don't mind it. It's not great though. Let's discuss that for a second. Four years is lengthy, in my opinion. I feel like we're redoing a Paul Byron over here. It's a very similar deal. Yeah, for a different player. Right. right? This guy gets in the corners, but he's very, very inconsistent. I love that he's staying. I like we, Armia. We both said we wanted him back, and I remember yeah. that we also agreed that one and a half, two million a year would be ideal. And yeah. now maybe I guess we, <laughs> I think we really, we undervalued the market. That's what I was trying right? to say. Yeah. Anyways, he stays. Um, there's a lot of movement. Oilers made a lot of noise. The Hurricanes made a lot of noise. Especially with the goaltending carousel that's going on between Toronto and Carolina. Carolina. 
so happy the Habs have never been in those goaltending free agent carousels. Yeah, they haven't had to. They haven't had for to. For the last exactly. decade. It's very true. Draft well, kids. Anyways. So right now with David Savard in the lineup and Paquette, the Habs are looking solid, but you mentioned the filling need that this team needs, which is? A puck-moving defenseman. Exactly. I think that's going to be important going forward because on TSN, and this is something that I absolutely agree with, I don't, I don't remember the analyst that just brought it up, but they said that... I think it was Mike Johnson. Yeah, I think it was too, and I'm actually a huge fan of... Uh, I think he, he puts out a lot of good uh, takes and posts, yeah, so yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan. But he said that this team throughout their playoff run was very successful because of the fact that they were a big team, hard to play against, big defensemen, get everything away from the net. And that's what they brought in with David Savard. However, in an 82-game season, bodies get worn down. And especially bodies like the ones that love to block shots and get into the corners and lay big hits. Yeah. So by games maybe mid-season, but maybe even a little later, three-quarters of the season, so you're looking at 55, 60 games, they are not in their top season form. So it's always nice to have those defensemen that maybe don't take as many hits or are not as physical, but are able to produce on the power play and produce at even strength without taking all that beating. Yeah. Because you can't play playoff hockey during an A2 regular game season. Oh, Jared Tenorti. Just signed with the New York Rangers. For $900,000. Jared. That guy wasn't very good with us. But anyways. Do we talk about Edmonton? Because I find them fascinating. I do. We've mentioned them before. We've made fun of them many times. And I can't get over the fact. Right now they just traded Ethan Bear for Warren Fogle. A young right shot defenseman. Hanging out of oil country. Now they have Duncan Keith on D. They signed Cody CC to a... Let me find that. Cody CC to a four-year, $13 million contract. $3.25 million cap it. And just to cut you off here, but this makes the David Savard deal look very good. Mm-hmm. Because, like I told you before, at first I wasn't very skeptical about the deal. I wasn't really sure about how I thought about the David Savard deal. Especially for a guy who's 30, turning 31, by the end of his contract, he'll be around 34, 35. You don't know how that will affect us down the road. However, Cody Cece really hasn't proven much in this league in my eyes. And for him to get basically the same money as David Savard, who has definitely played a significant role on the teams that he's been on, it's a little questionable. So it makes it makes our deal look very good. Mm-hmm. Even Derek Forbert, you, would you prefer him or Savard? I'm a I'm a Forbort fan, mm-hmm. but I really like I don't. Do you know what the term is on Forbort? Uh, three by three. I like that deal. I do. Well, yeah, three years, nine million. Okay, it's very good. It's it's same. They're similar players. Keep that in mind. Wow, Martinez official. Yeah, three years at five. Five point two five. That's He's, a lot. Martinez I don't know if young. that's too much though. He's a very good defenseman. Very good. He's your perfect second pairing defenseman. Yeah, he's very good. Let's see how old he is here. See, he's 34. That's what bothers me. He's 34. Now it's three years. Got a three-year extension. Oh, Martinez. I thought you were talking about Forbort for a second. No, no, Martinez. 
three years at three at five point two five. Right. I find that steep, but he played very well, especially that he had a broken foot or something. Played very well. Yep. Right now, I'm trying to see if there's anything new. There isn't much. There's just a a lot that happened today. Okay, I'm sorry. Renaud Lavoie just tweeted that Jonathan Bernier signing with the New Jersey Devils around eight million total. No, on a two-year deal. Come on, eight million. But oh, I, I was mixing them up with Detroit for a second. Eight million. New Jersey. Who's their goalie? Don't they have? They have Blackwood. Blackwood. I like Blackwood a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. What's New Jersey doing here? I understand. They don't want another first overall pick next year. I would keep tanking until I can get Shane Wright. Or Connor Bedard. Or Connor Bedard. Now they just got... Well, they're going to get Hamilton. Apparently, that's the big news of the day. Yeah, it is the big news of the day. And I just saw this tweet also, if we're talking about that for a second. Why would a guy... Why would a guy like Dougie Hamilton, who is such an impact player... Mm -hmm go to a team like this. Because in my eyes, I'm sure the Habs offered him something. I'm, I can't guarantee it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they made an offer. You want to hear my take? Yeah. Dougie Hamilton watched a draft, and Luke Hughes was drafted, and he saw the way Jack hugged him and was so emotional with him, and I think Dougie wants the same love. I think he wants to be hugged. I think he wants that same hug. You think that's so? the only why that why would you go to New Jersey? Yeah, that's what I'm not I'm not understanding. Is he born in New Jersey or something like that? Because then that would make a little bit more sense. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Right now the Habs are projected to have fifteen million dollars in cap space. But again, two RFAs to sign, right? Yeah, with two RFAs to sign. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi and Arturi Lekkonen. Yeah, and we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, we don't know what Kotkaniemi is going to get. We try, we tried to compare him to Galchenyuk's bridge deal, which was, do you remember what I said? 4 million for three years? Four point it was million? more. It was like, it was 14 over three. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So it was a little north of four and a half a year. I don't think he's going to get that though. Like, I'm really not because- sure. You know what? I don't think he's going anywhere, and I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. I don't else. think he's going anywhere. I just don't know what the market is for a 21-year-old center who got benched in the final game of the season, right? But who's been playing well on and off, you know what I mean? Finding, Trying to find consistency, at least. Brian Elliott, 900K to Tampa Bay. Do they not have McElhaney anymore? Is that not a Who thing? are we talking about? Brian Elliott. Just went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, they don't. I don't think. I McElroy? think he might be a UFA, and I think he might be out of here. Peter Mrazek to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I can't wait. Oh, sorry. Let me say his contract here. So three years, eleven point four million with a three point eight million dollar cap hit, which is for Toronto a very good contract. Will he blow a game seven? Probably, because every goalie does that in Toronto. They show up there. They got all the hype in the regular season. Game 7 shows up. Jake Gardner flashbacks, and they lose in Game 7. That's probably what's going to happen with Mrazek. You want to hear my take about Mrazek? Sure. I think he's a good goalie. 
but I think he's more of an average goalie than a good goalie. And I think his yeah. numbers and his play was boosted they were in front of yeah. a very good team. Yeah. And I think same will go for Freddie Anderson. And we, we can both agree that Freddie Anderson in our eyes is not a good goalie. But we saw flashes of good good play from Freddie Anderson. But the thing is, is that when the Leafs are playing bad, when the team as a whole is playing bad, and I guess this can go for basically any team in the league, but I find it's more, it's emphasized more on the Leafs. I find when the team is playing bad, a lot of the blame goes to the goalie. And when the blame goes to the goalie, the confidence drops significantly. And you saw that with Freddie Anderson to the point where he did not get a single playoff game. What I don't like about Morazic is that he plays very similar to Campbell. They like to swim in the net. They're not very they're just there to make the save. It's not like watching Carey Price is literally an art. The way he moves in his crease is like it's amazing. Morazic, look, if he makes a save, he makes a save. It's his job. But they're very I don't know, their structure is not the same. They're just there to make the save. What bother well, not what bothers me. What I question is Carolina who now just lost Mrazic and Nadelkovic. Every year, this team is so close to getting to the conference finals, the Stanley Cup finals. And why don't they? Because of their goaltending. Do they not realize that they need a good goalie? And instead of switching it every year, defensemen and players have to have trust in their goalie. But if it's switching every year... If you're changing your goalie every year, how are they supposed to build a relationship well, with Well, that's them? it, right? And look, and clearly you saw, and I don't want to st- stick too much on the Leafs here, right? I know we like to, but <laughs> we try to keep put them in the rearview mirror. Yeah. But what you're saying is 100% true. When you're switching goalies all the time, and when it goes from Jack Campbell and then Freddie Anderson for a little bit, and then you go, now you're going to Mrazic, and now before that you had Reimer. Well, Carolina's doing also, yeah. Right, and you know, like now, don't get me wrong, I think both teams are very good up front. But when you're switching your goalie back there all the time, there is no stability, and I know exactly what you're smirking at. No, I just saw it on Twitter. Oh, what'd you see? The Bernie deal? picture of Suzuki and Caulfield. About to hug after scoring the uh, game five OT winner in Toronto. And people are suggesting that we should sign or the Hab should sign Galchenyuk to complete the line that he created. I just saw hearing Habs and Leafs are the final two teams battling to, to land Galchenyuk. Is that actually true? No, this was three hours ago and I think it's a joke. But you know what else is a joke? Jonathan Bernier to New Jersey two times 4.125. Jonathan Bernier. Wow, there it is. I'm laughing because I don't get it. I'm not laughing because I don't think well, I don't think he's worth it. But I don't understand what what am I missing? What am I missing? Is he a better goalie than Nedeljkovic? Is he a better goalie than than Peter Mrazek? He played honestly. He didn't play that bad in Detroit. His numbers he, obviously were bad because okay, of the team. You're right, but still. Yeah, they they should have brought him back to Toronto. Could you imagine? Oh my if god! He goes, if he would have went back to Toronto, Sean Corrali, where does he? Where is he going? Twenty-eight years old. Yep. Just signed a four-year deal with Columbus, ten million dollars. So two point five. It's a very good contract, yeah, I think. It's a very I like contract that for a twenty-eight-year-old. Like and Sean Corrali, I liked him on Boston. I did too. Was he there last year? I don't think he was. Sean Corrali, yeah, he was. He was there. Yep. Okay. Now he's going to Columbus. Columbus is dead in the water, but whatever. He got his his term, which I'm sure he likes. 
Getzlav, they just made it official. Staying in Anaheim. One more year. Would have been cool to see him with Perry. I'm waiting for Perry. That's the one thing I really want to see today. I think it's a must to have him back in Montreal. And I'm kind of getting nervous that it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah. Instead, the Habs are tweeting about Logan Mayu. I want to see. I love how they put that out right as free agency starts. Like, Great timing, right? Anyways, I remember, was it, it wasn't last year. It was the summer before, the week, the July before. Like, not last year. What are we referring to? The Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, that was two years ago. I remember that was like around three. That was later. Yeah, I saw that. I was actually in Europe. Really? Yeah, and I didn't have... um, Well, right behind us, by the way, we have Cody Cece shaking the screen. Very. Is he nervous? Look. Where is he going again? Edmonton? I'd be nervous. (laughs) No, but look. What's going on over there? (laughs) Anyway, um, I was actually in Europe. Sorry, look at the lettuce on that guy. (laughs) Not horrible. Not horrible at all. Okay, continue. (laughs) I was just saying I was in Europe and I didn't have service because I... I mean, I didn't have like a a plan there. Mm -hmm. So I was checking my dad's phone like every, because Mitch Marner was also potentially getting, because remember when they were in Cap Hell and they somehow squeezed Marner's deal, but people really thought that he might go somewhere else. Then they, then they offer sheeted Aho and I saw that and I was like, sorry, you see my face, right? Yes. What am I missing here? Thomas Tatar just signed a one year deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are you kidding? One year, five million. Imagine signing a guy who can't play in the playoffs when all you need is playoff success. Is this confirmed? Dylan Ruiz announced it. <laughs> and that's my favorite analyst. You actually know him? No, I have no idea who that is. But could you... One year, five million. That's honestly... For Tatar, that's very good that he got money. For the Leafs, man. What are you doing? What are you doing? Anyways... Is this confirmed, though? Not yet. Until TSN what, announces yeah. it, we'll see. Anyway, just on the Aho thing, like that was that was a crazy, that was a crazy like three hours, cause or day. I was less. on my phone and just scrolling through things, and I see tweet from Canadze MTL. So I I saw the little banner on my phone, so I scrolled down. I start reading it. The Canadians have offered or tendered a qualifying offer to restricted free agent Sebastian Aho, just so casually. Yeah. It was very casual. And I was like, wait, wait, did I read that right? Because usually in Habs town, nothing gets announced before the Habs actually tweet it. Right. Except for this year. Because insiders are on a different level. Insiders this year, I don't know who they're getting this information from, but they're all over the place. They're getting everything. And I really, I really want to see if that Tatar thing's true. Because now, anyways. I wanted to talk about something. Go ahead. It was just about Carolina mm-hmm. because we're talking about offer sheets here. I want to add that what you told me last episode really stuck with me. Yeah. To the point where I started not diving deeper into it, but just being aware of the situation because mm-hmm. now things are starting to fall exact. Like they're starting to play out the the exact way you told me. Yeah. Because now it looks like Carolina is the cheapest franchise in the league. They are. Because they didn't want to sign Alex Nedeljkovic because they thought that the... Compen- if I'm not mistaken, was the compensation... I don't know what it they was. They were afraid of arbitration. 
So they were afraid of that, but then he signs for three and a half million dollars. That's nothing, right? It's I'm gonna no, excuse me, not nothing, but it's cheap. It's on the cheaper side of things. Then they go out, they sign Freddie Anderson to four and a half million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So now I'm confused. And then to add on to all this, Andrei Svechnikov is an RFA. And they just offered Dougie Hamilton $6.2 million a year when his market value is eight and a half. They lowballed him like crazy. So what tells me or what tells anyone that when it comes to Andrei Svechnikov and if any team were to go out and say, I'm going to offer sheet him for what's the highest value? You can go as high as you want. So let's let's say nine million dollars. I think it's four first round picks, four first round picks. I don't think that they. I don't I think would. that they match. I would. I don't think they match it this time around, because like you told me, they put themselves in a gutter, or the Habs put themselves in the dumps. They put yeah, they put Carolina in the dumps because of the bonuses, and it screwed them. Yeah, they essentially. maxed out every bonus. We didn't see it on the outside, but we know that mm-hmm. to. To give him those bonuses up front is not easy. As much as hockey, yes, there's a ton of money involved, but keep in mind that it's still a business. And when you owe someone money up front, it's a lot, it's very hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. Like if I'm not rebuilding, like if I'm not Detroit, why not offer sheet him? Obviously, Detroit doesn't want to give four first round picks because that could be a Connor Bedard. You think of it because they're so bad. But if you're, I'm trying to think. If you're Vegas, if you could find money, why not? I know they're going to try and go for the big fish, Jack Eichel. Probably trade him in two years because they love doing that. They think it's franchise mode. We're going to go into that because Vegas is probably the most classless organization in the league. I don't know if we should talk about that now. And we probably will because now I'm heated. You were trying to think of another organization, right? I was going to say Pittsburgh for what they did to him too. This I wasn't a fan of that. Not just Flurry. Okay, well we'll we'll talk about Flurry because they traded him for someone who's not going to play for Vegas. They traded him for nothing. The guy just won the Vesna. Three-time Stanley Cup champion. He's a Hall of Famer. How did he find out? Found out through Twitter. This is the guy who was the face of the franchise in the inaugural draft who was brought here alone with Derek Eggland, carried this team to the Stanley Cup Finals. He's the reason why they were able to get Stone, Pacioretty, Petrangelo, because they made it to the Cup Finals and teams were like, oh my God, if I go there, we're going to win a cup. He brought them all the way to the Conference Finals this year. They wouldn't have beat Colorado with Leonard's 8-1 performance. It goes against. They treat him like crap. Don't even tell him that he's traded. They literally think Vegas, and I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, they trade for players, they sign players, and they get fed up with them in two years and they trade them. I know it's a business. I understand. But now Fleury's problem, he might retire because he doesn't want to move his family all the way to Chicago. And again, yeah, it's a business and this is they're getting paid the big bucks because this is the life that they live. However... How do you build a strong team? If I'm a big name free agent and I want to sign in Vegas, how do I know I'm going to actually stay there for seven years? Because they're probably going to ship me out in three. Right. 
Right. I know what you're saying. I think if I were Flurry, I know now this is not necessarily talking about the organization, but just talking about Flurry, I would go play in Chicago. Yeah. I'll just and I understand that it's a lot more than just hockey itself and mm-hmm. there's there's family involved and you have to move and you kind of again, we're not expecting to be traded. And I don't really want to talk about Chicago too much, but I do like that the I do like the moves they're making and I think with Taves back and that top six, and now adding Seth Jones, and now they have Kevin Lankinen and presumably Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. It's a very solid tandem. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were doing fairly well and almost squeaked into that fourth spot. It's true. Um, so now adding those pieces, that's a huge bump. And again, I remember during the regular season, I was always telling you, Patrick came for MVP, Lankinen for... I'm, I'm a Hawks supporter because I like what they're... Okay, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Now I have to take back my comment because... I forgot that they are in a little bit of a sticky situation with the whole sexual assault oh, thing. yeah. That is not what I'm referring to. I am referring to, I like the players. I like the Brinkat. I like Patty Kane. I like, like on-ice activities. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's that's the best all. Way to put I, that, there you go. But, Just like with the Montreal Canadiens, by the way. There you because go. Because now and, we're in a sticky situation as well. And by the way, this is going to be a longer episode just for the yeah. people listening on Spotify um, or on Apple Music or wherever you're listening to. Yeah. We are actually recording this episode for YouTube and for presumably TikTok, time. if it works. Because last time, a few episodes ago, people probably realized that I said, this episode's going to be on YouTube and it never showed up. Yeah, because we had a little bit of a, a difficult time. But yeah. this one, hopefully, if everything, everything goes well, it will be on YouTube. And we'll post a few clips too. Um, so this one's going to be a long, longer episode to celebrate that. But yes, I am a fan of the on-ice activities of the Chicago Black Chicago Blackhawks, and I think that they really gave a huge boost to their team this season, uh, this offseason. So I think that they can do some serious damage next season. I don't know what you think about that. And if Fleury is a part of that, who's a very good goalie in mm-hmm. my eyes, especially with a guy in Kevin Lankinen right behind him who's learning and who has already taken huge strides in his game, could end up being a very good goalie in this league, a very a top, a top goalie in this league. Uh, yeah, I love Fleury. I think if you get into the playoffs of Flurry, you can go you can go deep. And right now, let me pull up their division. Okay, the Central strong. Hold on, why is? Oh, these are still the, the old divisions. Hold on. The Central, see, they could. They could sneak into that wild card easy. Do the Blues make the playoffs next year? Who knows? The Wild? Who knows? The Preds? I don't think so. The Jets? I don't know. They're bulking up their D a little bit. They are. The Stars? Who knows how they're going to come back? They had a lot of injuries. Look, it's a very questionable division. I think there's a lot of open doors for many teams that they could just either fly into that division and win it all or finish last. But look, Chicago, yeah, I like what they're doing on the ice. I don't think we should get into what's happening off the ice because I don't know much about it and I don't want to know much about it, if I'm being honest. I don't think we should be talking about that. Anyways, the Toronto Maple Leafs, we're going back to Toronto. They have $5.5 million in cap space without a first-line left winger, without a third-line center. $5.5 $5.5 million in cap space. And if you sign Tatar for $5 million, I don't think that's true. I didn't see it anywhere. 
You didn't see it anywhere? No. Okay, well, Twitter. But I even saw, like... Got bamboozled. Dano to to uh, Vegas. Vegas. But then never happened. LA, I heard. Yeah, Anyways, I even saw we'll Buffalo yesterday. Like. I'm curious about the tar, though. I'm curious about the number he's going to get. Apparently, um, according to Pierre Lebrun 34 seconds ago, Lightning and Braden Point's camp very much in discussions on a long-term extension. So that might be um, something that comes up today. I didn't know he had to be extended. He doesn't, but it's just a... Oh, no, but like he's as one-year deal, I guess. I, get, one, I, I mean, one I, year I, left. If I'm not mistaken, remember he was, gonna, he was going to um, sit out at one point. Sit out on this, LTIR? No, no, no. Like, oh, like, oh, like wait out like Marner. Yeah, um, but he didn't and he signed before, but I think it was like a two-year deal. I don't think it was a longer oh. thing. Line A just resigned. Yeah, to seven and a half. No, is that what you he said? He signed that his qualifying offer. Oh, he signed his qualifying offer. Yeah. Man, I would love Patrick Line, and I hate that he's in Columbus because they're not using him properly. I don't like it. They're using him as a power forward. Yeah, I agree. Unless Torts, well, Torts is Torts gone. Is not, not there anymore. Torts made him play like that, so maybe the new guy isn't. But the new guy was their assistant coach. He might have the same mentality as Torts. And there were so many good coaches available. I don't know. Just to let you guys know, we're a little bit all over the place today because there's just a hundred things coming yeah. at us at once. So we're just gonna cover anything that comes up. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I made I made some comments towards Jonathan Bernier, not really giving him the credit he deserves here. Okay. I'm just gonna read something out for you. The Devils have signed goaltender Jonathan Bernier to a two year contract worth eight point two five. Bernie, who will turn 33 next month, has a 9.13 career save percentage over 394 games. He had a 9.14 save percentage in 24 games last season for Detroit. For Detroit. Look, I watched one Detroit game last year. Yes, I did. I watched it against Tampa Bay because it Didn't was a Sunday. Didn't they shut them out? It was a Sunday, and yeah. I needed fantasy points. So did I. It was a 6 o'clock, six o'clock game, yeah. right? I was playing against my friend Chris in a different league. I had on my team, I had Hedman and Point. And my friend Chris, the day of, just picked up the goalie on Tampa Bay. Oh, on Tampa Bay. I had Bernier also. Okay. So I had Bernier, Point, and Hedman. And he just had the Tampa Bay goalie. And I think Coleman. Coleman scored twice. Oh, I kind of remember this. Yeah. I was with Chris when this when this happened. Yeah. Bernier played a very he had 40 saves. So he almost like made me like allowed me to beat him. So he did his job. Point and Hedman didn't. But obviously the goalie on Tampa Bay stands on his head also. It was that I forget his name, that random dude. What is it Gibson? Gibson. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I was watching Bernie, I'm like, "Oh my god, he's actually very like he's playing very yeah. well he actually might pull this out for me he didn't <laughs> so close i think i lost by point something that's i was missing a save that's ridiculous yeah but he is a good goalie with that being said yeah he played well and i'm not saying that he's one just, game but what <laughs> it was one game but he played <laughs> no well. but even like with what i'm reading i mean a career save percentage of 913 and a 914 in 24 games with detroit who finished as a bottom five team in the league that's pretty impressive 914 that's not bad at all Maybe in New Jersey, they'll teach him who Nelson Mandela is. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I think it is. It has to be. Yeah. Because for people who don't know, I will do this very quickly because it's a very funny story. When he was in Toronto, there was like a Nelson Mandela 
um, conference and like all the players were there and whatever. And the reporters went to Bernie and they're like, oh, how do you feel about Nelson Mandela and the impact he's had on the world or whatever? And he started going on and on as if Nelson Mandela was a hockey player. Saying things like, oh, he was... I looked up to him because the way he acted on and on off the, the ice. Yeah, oh my God. And he started going on and on. And obviously, as a reporter, you're not going to tell him, I, bro, shut up. Like, stop talking. Because you want the headlines. Right. I felt legitimate secondhand embarrassment. Like, <laughs> the definition If you of- don't know who he is, just say simple things. Oh, I was such a great guy. Yeah, this like, and this. but also, who, how do you not know who he is? Love showing up to the rink. He loved it on and off yeah. the ice. Like, what is this? And no one told him anything. At least, if you're going to an event about Nelson Mandela, just a quick Google. Who, like, already, if you yeah, don't know who he is. Yeah, the event was all about him, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly, it was. And if you don't right. know who he is, already that's embarrassing enough. But the fact that he didn't search anything up and just went on and on about how he was a great hockey player is super embarrassing. Anyways, Nate Thompson, Uncle Nate, is staying in Philly. He was in Philly, right? Yeah, he left the Habs, went to Philly, and he stayed there. Oh, no, he went to Winnipeg. We, he was are we talking Winnipeg. about Nate Thompson? Yeah. Yeah, he went to Winnipeg, and he's back in Philly. So he's back in Philly. Good for him. Uncle Nate. And uh, Tucker Coolman, Poolman is going to Vancouver for four times 2.5. And the Keith Yandel? Keith Yandel for $900,000 in Philly. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Exactly. I think he can still do some damage in the power play. Let's see if there's other cap. big names here. Holby, Dallas, one year, two million. So Dallas has what? They have him and him, Hudobin, and Anger. Bishop and Anger. Yeah. What's going on there? Someone's going to have to move. <laughs> Someone's going to have to move. Someone's going to have to Pack move. your bags. Ciao. Travis Hamanick. Did he stay? Is it a resign? Where is he? Vancouver. To resign, right? I believe so. Oh no, it's not. He was in Calgary. No, I think you. Hamanick. Let's see here. Oh, was he? I think he's going back. I think, I think he's he was back. there originally. You're right. I think he's going back. Good for him. Oh no. Oh no. Let me just check his stats here. Hockey DB. Yeah. So he he was in Calgary. And got traded to Vancouver. Now he resigned. So he was there originally. Like 2020, 2021, he was in Vancouver. Oh, so he just resigned. He just resigned. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I always love seeing players that like go back. Like when Dale Weiss came back to the Habs. Yeah. Like that was so fun. And now that I'm looking at Hamannick here, he was in the Islanders, remember? And he was traded for like a first, a second, and a third. Or something Hamannick? crazy like that. Yeah. Let me find oh that trade. God. That's ridiculous. Because the Islanders were able to draft, they had back-to-back picks at 13-14. Remember that draft where they had 13-14 or whatever? Okay, yeah. That was the Hamannick trade. We have a bunch, look at all the goalies that were signed today. Wow. James Reimer, by the way, two years, 2.25 to San Jose. But it's crazy, like, Jonathan Bernier is the second highest paid goalie today, ahead of Peter Mrazek. It's a little weird, no? It's a decent contract for Reimer as well. Yeah, so the Islanders acquired a 2018 second-round pick, 43rd overall, a 2019 second-round pick, 57th overall, and a 2018 first-round pick, 12th overall. For Hamannick. So they got 12, 43, and 57. That's crazy. What? Mm-hmm. Never knew that. 
Fun for Hamannick. Yeah. That's Imagine. Weird. Also, the, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to give um, credit to the Leafs for once. Really? I want to yeah. hear this. I like I like the Michael Michael Bunting signing. No, I know I'm actually like a, no I I I'm like a hundred percent serious. Like I watched him on Arizona last season. You thought I was actually joking. Yeah. No, I'm I'm serious. For for what they what they signed. If you go if you go check out his stats, yeah. he he. First of all, he shot twenty six percent throughout the, his whole season, which okay. is beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Like most players shoot twelve percent. Yeah, but this is Toronto we're talking about here. Different markets. There you go. Exactly. So he's probably but I'm just saying I think for what he's what he did last year and for what they signed him for, not bad. Yeah. You actually thought I was joking. I thought you were joking because like who cares about the Leafs, man? <laughs> I don't I don't care about them. So but. irrelevant. Brandon Montour, three years, three and a half. I like that contract for them. Mike Riley, good for him. Wow. He's a good hockey player. Three years, three million. I like him. He's very solid. You know, when he was in the Habs, and Ottawa for that matter, he was the type of guy that would... It was a simple hockey play, and he'd make too much out of it. He'd skate up the ice as if he was going to go end-to-end like prime Eric Carlson, but then dump it in at the red line. And they'd be like, but why is this guy doing this? Why is he skating like Subban? Just skate normally and move the puck. Then he went to Boston, and he becomes a Norris defending player. I don't understand. Good for him, though. Yeah, that is good for him. That's a good contract. Weird guy, but good for him. I never met him, but like he just, I don't know. He looks like a nice guy. Yeah. He's very quiet. <laughs> yeah. From what I see. Um, Mr. How do I pronounce this? O- Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. Who signs in Ooh. Washington. I'm not familiar. Not familiar? I think he's their captain. They're going to hate themselves for that contract, but it was a contract that they couldn't stay away from. They won't hate themselves because by the time he's done with this, They'll have all the merchandise and all the publicity and all the commercials to make when he passes 99. Do you think he will? Because yeah. that was a legitimate question that was asked this morning. I think he will. He will. He needs that 33 three a, year. a year. Yeah. It's a lot. And one of them, if he goes crazy and he scores, for, like if he scores 40 this year. You, you realize last season he was on pace for 50. Yeah. I mean, it's more than I think doable. he does it. Okay. I, I, I'm going to stay optimistic and say he does it as well. Yeah, I think he does it. Uh, I wanted him in Montreal, but... Freddie Goudreau, by the way, the former Penn, goes to Minnesota on a two-year contract. Oh, exciting. $2.4 million a year. Oh, no, uh, that's total. So 1.2 AVV. But he was good. He was good for them in the playoffs. He was one of the guys that actually showed up. What else are we looking at here? I'm looking at Buchnevich here. Four years, 5.8 million. Is that not high? I thought so. What has he done? Like, what has Buchnevich done? Go check his DB. I'll check for you. He's a good hockey player. No, no, I know he's a good hockey player, but has he produced enough to receive he was, 5.8? He had 48 points in 54 games last oh, season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, did not know that. Season before, 46 and 68. Okay. But again, that was his... And then before that... Well, in his first season in the league... Oh, no, that's not true. His first season in the league was 2016-17. He had 20 and 41. Then he... Went back to the HL for four games. Then he had 43 and 74, 38 and 64, then 46 and 68, and then this year, 48 and 54. Just very solid. Yeah, it's good. And again, keep in mind, he's 26 years old. Yeah, I liked him with the Rangers. I just didn't think he was 
that high of a price tag. Um, I'm going to go through traits here because I was scrolling through the free agent tracker. Mm-hmm. Sam Bennett, who resigned or who signed four years, $4.4 million with the Florida Panthers after being traded from Buffalo in exchange for a first-round pick and goaltender Devin Levi. That's pretty cool. Who was on our podcast yep. after the World Juniors. So go check that out if you haven't. Scroll down on Spotify. Devin joined us after the World Juniors. And now he's a member of the Buffalo Sabres after being traded for Sam Reinhart, which is pretty cool. It's Sam very Reinhardt. cool. Very cool. Sam Reinhart's a good hockey player. So I'm going to go through some trades here. Vegas acquired Evgeny Dadanov today from the Ottawa Senators exchange for Nick Holden and a third-round pick in 2022. I think that was a great trade by the Sens. Yeah, because I feel like Vegas... I don't think he's going to do well in Vegas. I don't know what he'll do in Vegas, but all I know is that the Sens are trending upwards, and in, in order to trend upwards, you need to acquire... You need to dump big contracts and take chances on players who are not as highly... I'm going to say touted, like mm-hmm. not the players that have the big names. Now, yeah. Nick Holden will play in their top six, that's for sure. They get a pick out of it, and they also dump some salaries. So I think that was a good trade for them. Remember when Vegas signed that Russian guy? Um, Shap- I was almost at Shapovalov, Shapovalov, the tennis player. Um, Shipashov. Shipashov, yeah, that didn't work out well at all. Oh, no, it did not. Uh, Carolina already talked about the trade with Warren Fogel and Ethan Bear with Edmonton. Zadorov is going back to Chicago. Oh, no, sorry. Is he, no, he's, he's going, going to Calgary. Calgary. He's going to Calgary for a third-round pick. Um, Tyler Johnson and a second is going to Chicago for Brent Seabrook. So, LTIR for Tampa Bay once again. That's Yippee. crazy how they got how they pulled that off. Who? Tampa, again. Everyone helps Tampa. But No, but I don't understand. Now this guy hits, hits LTIR. They cleared the cap space of Tyler Johnson, which they've tried to do for a couple years now. They put him and on waivers. So now they have cap space to sign whatever they need, which is very minimal. And on top of that, they get to just let this guy sit on LTIR mm-hmm. forever. Forever, for the rest of his career. Yeah, three years, I think. Look, at the end of the day, they're doing what they're allowed to do, but the NHL has to figure something out because it's, it's, it's a loophole. It's a huge loophole. Yeah. loophole. There should be a tax. There should really be a tax for them. The amounts you go over the cap, there should be a 1% tax on a million. Anyways, Nate Schmidt was traded from Vancouver, going to Winnipeg, the most exciting city in, city in Canada. Can I just say something, by the way? Apparently, Getzlaff hasn't is not confirmed to like. Apparently, really? they said it was, and now it's not confirmed. At least one team not based in Anaheim thinks it remains in the mix. <laughs> so every other team. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, not based in Anaheim. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so yeah, Winnipeg acquired Nate Schmidt for a third-round pick. Well on Vancouver in that trade because they didn't retain anything. And even Nate Schmidt waived his no-move to go there. Okay. And by the way, it was actually something that we reported last time, but we didn't get the details. It was the Oliver ekman Larson trade. It's true, the OEL trade. Because we that happened Sorry, right after ahead. we finished. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go through that. I'll get to that at some point. Absolutely. The Marc-Andre Fleury deal, we already spoke about that. Brendan Dillon for a pair of seconds going to Winnipeg. So now Winnipeg bolstered their defense core a lot. They got Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon, which is okay. I still think they need a number one guy. But I, but it is a step in the right direction. I love Morrissey, though. Love love Morrissey. Do you actually, or you're being sarcastic? No, I like oh, Morrissey. Okay. Yeah. And he has a good contract also. I just like the way he plays. Skates what did well. What Seth Jones post on Instagram? Oh, it was a farewell to Columbus. 
Seth Jones? Yeah. Oh. Poor Wierenski. I really, really like Zach Wierenski. I really do. I think he could really be... I think he was going to be a very good NHL player. Now, obviously, he got injured this year, and people kind of forgot about him. But he plays very good, and that pair was honestly amazing in the bubble against Toronto. It was very good. Very good. I really like Zach Wierenski, and I do feel bad for him. Yeah, absolutely. The Florida trade we spoke about, so Sam Reinhardt for goaltender Devin Levi and a 2022 first-round pick, which was... Yeah, so it's just, yeah, 2022. They, I'm surprised they didn't get one this year. Anyways. Oh, it's true. Buffalo had first overall. Oh, no, Florida. Maybe they didn't have a first-round pick. Anyways. Jakob Voracek for Cam Atkinson. One for one. I really thought Cam, Cam Atkinson was younger. Do you know he's 32 years old? He looks like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> this you, clip is going on TikTok. Did you ever... <laughs> that is going on TikTok. Did you ever Google him? <laughs> I feel so bad for saying that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the voice cracked. Oh, my no, God. Honestly, I feel bad. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But he does. <laughs> With a hockey helmet? Not really. And then he takes off the helmet. He has that curly hair. Anyways, Voracek for Atkinson. Horrible contracts going either way. Yippee. Yeah. Jake Bean for a second round pick. Columbus, I think, had a great draft day. The offseason's not over. I think they win the offseason. Really, eh? They got, well, obviously they lost Seth Jones, which is amazing, but that contract that Chicago signed was huge. Jake, they acquired Jake Bean. They drafted very well. They got that sick kid out of Michigan, scored highlight reels like it's nothing. I'm going to open up the draft. Oh, it was um, Ken Johnson. Johnson, yeah. They got him. Didn't he do the Michigan on Michigan? He did the Michigan? Oh, I think he did. And he scored that sick goal end-to-end or something. Yeah. He's He he looks like an explosive player. They had three first-round picks, I think. Yeah, they did. They did. So they drafted. Fairly well, too. Oh, can we talk about something for a second? Yeah, go ahead. And it has to do with Edmonton again. They literally traded their pick when they could have just taken Jesper Wallstadt, who's the second or first, like debatably one of the better goalies in the draft. Oh, they took a guy who was ranked like 20-something, right? Or second well, round. No, because they, they were drafting in, I oh, think, no, sorry. 19th. Sorry, that was Ottawa. Ottawa did that. Yeah, that was weird too. But they were drafting like 19th and they literally just took, they traded away the pick so that whoever it was moved up a spot. But when they could have taken the goal, they need a goalie. Where'd they move back? Like I think a few picks, like it was, it was really odd. Oh, they took a center, Xavier Bourgo. Where did Waltstead go? He went to Minnesota. Okay. Because they did they lose Kakinen? No. Oh, they didn't. They didn't. And they still have Cam Talbot there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So Columbus drafted Ken Johnson, Cole Sillinger, and there should be another one. Somewhere. Oh, and Corson. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sulzman. Anyways, they did well. They did very good. Yep. They got Jake Bean. Very good player. I like that. What uh, do you also think about... Um, I know what you think about this, but Mikhail Granlin contract, four years at $5 million a year. Hate it. That's terrible. That's disgusting. I see that haunting them each and every year now. It's disgusting. Why is Sherratt trending in Canada? 
Okay, apparently the Habs are back in the conversation with Philip Deneau. Anyways, uh, Chicago traded Adam Boakvist, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, another first-round pick, for Seth Jones, and a first-round pick and a sixth-round pick. Huge trade. It is a huge trade. Boakvist is very good, however. I very li- I like Boakvist a lot, or Boakvist. See, I don't know why TSN put him as a forward. Adam Bockvist? Yeah. There is a Jesper Bockvist, but... They put forward Adam Bockvist. Probably just a typo. Yeah, I'm so sure. yeah, huge deal. Again, good for Columbus for getting a good return for Seth Jones, even though everyone knew he wanted to leave. It's a very good return. Very good return. Vancouver. Here's a... Jesus, what a trade. Like, huge. I'm not saying yeah, it's that exciting. OEL, so Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland, who's a very good hockey player, to Vancouver in exchange for Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, a 2021 first, a 2022 second, and a 2023 seven. So cap money is just flying everywhere on both ends. And they finally got rid of Louis Erickson. Vancouver should put up a banner. We finally got rid of Louis Erickson contract. But you know what the funny part about that is? is that they're getting rid of all these big contracts with one year left. They have <laughs> literally dealt with them for the past... I don't even know how long Louis Erickson's contract is. A long is. time. Okay, but I'm going to go with six years. I don't know the exact number. I don't know the day. But, they, but they've held on to that out. contract forever. And now with one year left, now they want to dump it. Or not even dump it. I, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't think it was a bad trade. I'm just saying I don't understand why they would do that considering that there was literally one year left before they expired anyway. And Arizona did a very good job this weekend also. They got a bunch of picks. They took on a bunch of salary because they don't. They have the room to do so. They took advantage of the room they had. So good on them. It might have been 2016 where they signed them. Yeah. It might have been 2016, Louis Erickson. Anyways, the Buchnevich deal with St. Louis. Well, we know what he signed in free, like as a free as a UFA, but he signed there because he was traded uh, for Sammy Blais in a second round pick. Sammy like, Blais. What? You like him, Sammy Blais? No, I I don't mind him, but I'm I really like Buchnevich. He bothers me because he scored I think his first NHL goal against the Habs. I think it was his first NHL goal or his mm. goal at the Bell Center and. His whole family was there, and they were all going crazy because they're from Quebec, and he scored on Carey Price, and everyone's going crazy, and it kind of bothered me. Anyways, Rasmus Ristolainen was traded to it, Philly. Yeah. For Robert Hag, a first-round pick and a second-round pick. What a return. But what is Philly doing? What are you, what are you doing? They're bulking up the D, clearly. Ristolainen, Yandel... R- Ristolainen and Ellis, that's what they received. Yeah. Off the top of my head. They gave up a first, a second. Haig, Gossespierre, a second, and a seventh. And, correct me if I'm wrong, but Nolan Patrick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Philip Myers. Yeah. What are you, what are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? What's but, going on? But, but, 
I'm not saying that that's not a lot. It's it's a ton. Well, that first round pick was also... But they were also one of the biggest defensive liabilities in the league last year. Carter Hart was literally left out to dry night in and night out. I can never get that down pat. Night in and night out. And I know for a fact that you as a goalie mm-hmm. being left out to dry is probably the worst feeling in the world. That sucks. So Carter Hart's a good goalie. He's a good goalie. He had I know he's a horrible season go- though. Terrible. <laughs> so bad. Anyways, that was 14th overall by the way. I said first round pick. But that's Aristolainen for Robert Haig, 14th overall and a second round pick. So you got rid of the 14th overall pick, Robert Haig, a second round pick, Goss's beer, another second round pick, a seventh round pick, and the guy who drafted second overall. For what? Ryan Ellis and Aristolainen. <laughs> Great asset management. How does how do you let that happen? And they're gonna say, yeah. Now we're bolstered on D with Cam York and Ristolainen. Ristolainen's numbers, no one knows if they're actually real because he was on Buffalo. Yes, so exactly. It, but but he's also still twenty six. Keep are, that in mind. Are they gonna improve or is that just the player he is? No, I think they're gonna improve. I think they have to. How can they get worse? Wow. Apparently, Colorado might be losing Grubauer. Really? They're saying uh, Seattle's making a big push. And a lot of people are speculating to tar to the Leafs, by the way. Like, speculating it. Okay. It's not confirmed, though. And now, it's funny because I hate it. We came we came on the air, or we were going to record, Yeah. <laughs> starting at 12 o'clock. And we really thought we were going to just get all these deals all at once. It was going to be fun. But now we're just reporting old news. Talking about Philly. Imagine. Like, we have signed forwards Gabriel Dumont and Charles Houdon, the okay. Lightning. Can the Habs not do this now? The, why, with the Logan Mayu thing? Jeff Molson's <laughs> doing a press conference right now. Could you not? If you're not, if you're not saying Jack Eichel is a Montreal Canadian, then don't be talking. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> what's, what's the big push? Yeah, I don't Or do understand. it at four. Why are you doing it now? Everyone's apologizing. I'd, we should be talking about that pick. I don't, you know, but you I know don't why I don't to. want to talk about it. Can I tell you why? Why? Because that decision and whatever the drama is sur- surrounds it does not represent my outlook on this fan base and why and why I'm a fan. Uh-huh. It does not. There's no correlation. They made that pick, and I see a lot of people on Twitter, Instagram, any social media. And again, I don't want to get into it, and I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret. Yeah. But I do see a lot of people saying. You should be ashamed to wear that jersey. You should be ashamed to be a fan of that. What? I'm not... I didn't go out and make that pick personally. That is not what I represent. It has nothing to do with what I believe in at all. I think what he did was incredibly wrong and a huge mistake, a selfish thing. And for the Habs to go out and take him when he clearly said, I do not want to be picked, is also incredibly wrong. Mm -hmm. But what... how can I can't control anything? Yeah, and people are shaming people like us for still supporting the franchise. But then again, I don't support that. Yeah. I support the KK and the and and the Caulfield, the Caulfield and, and the Suzuki's. Suzuki and the Weber and the Price and that organ. And we saw throughout this run. And you know what? You said it perfectly. That pick really deteriorated a lot of what that playoff run brought to this. Everyone franchise. forgot. Everyone loved the Habs. They loved the run that they just did. People were falling in love because now everyone was watching this team because they're in the Stanley Cup Finals and they were falling in love with guys like Suzuki and Caulfield. And now I feel like team or 
fans of other teams are kind of forgetting what happened simply because of what the Habs decided to do, which was their decision. Is he a good hockey player? Yes. Was there off-ice things that should have been considered? Most probably. But it happened. It's over. And we'll see what happens in a few years. And and now I, I really don't like, because I'm just going to bring this up very briefly, but Jeff Molson was asked why he didn't veto the move. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, that's where I take full responsibility for a lack of judgment on my part. The idea in my head was this is a 17-year-old kid that made one really bad mistake, even though he's a good kid. And if you give him a second chance, maybe it will turn him into a really good kid someday. But it's just like, if... If Jeff Molson put his foot down and said, look, Mark, and look, Timmins, he might be a very good hockey player, but he has off-ice problems, and that's the last thing we need right now. Let's select someone else. Because I'm telling you, Mark, I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. there are many other options out there. Adurati was available. Yeah. I like that kid. But that's not even the point. The point is, is that you take someone else, you avoid the conflict, and, and, now, and now you're sitting here in this position and no one's giving you any heat. You're not getting any heat. But now they're, they're trying to make excuses and they're trying to justify the pick. But it's very hard to justify something when, when you're living in a day and age where cancel culture is a real mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And they are going to get heat regardless of what they say. There is no turning back now. Would you take him in a second round? No. Not even? I would not take him. because. And you know what? It's funny, because, it's funny that you say that because a lot of people are saying if the Habs didn't take him, someone else was going to. And you know what? Maybe that's true. Okay, but let them deal with that problem. Yeah, look, I think everyone deserves a second chance. What he did was horrible, but I think everyone deserves a second chance. Do I think the Habs should have used their first-round pick on him? Look, without what happened off the ice, I still think he's a... I think he was top 12, or he was highly ranked. But because of what happened, he dropped significantly. Look, a lot of these stories happen in the NFL, Right? Well, that's what I was going to just bring up to you. I mean, I've seen on countless occasions players still get drafted after being accused for beating family members, girlfriends, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And you have to keep in mind that it's a completely different market. Yeah, it's not what he did at all. It, no, but I'm saying that oh. the NFL is a completely different market altogether. Mm-hmm. They let a lot of that stuff slide. Now, is that okay? No, but they do. Mm-hmm. But the NHL is also a, a smaller market that truly believes in in players being role models role models to 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 society yeah and most leagues praise that but the NHL more than anything and by taking this guy you're just it's just causing problems yeah more than anything and again like i told you he might be a good hockey player i actually have no idea mm-hmm. apparently he is but is it worth taking him that high or is it worth taking him at all and take and receiving backlash yeah i personally don't think so but some people might believe that it's okay but again it's my personal opinion Mm -hmm. and i think that they could have avoided this altogether but what are you going to do about it now yeah it's over i think move on from it but i think we had to just cover it a bit because now sorry i just want to bring this last thing up but now they're saying that Molson saying that there's a three-step plan for Mayu and what's going to happen with him in this organization, and he's not going to participate in in the rookie or main training camp this fall. So you take the player. You made the mistake of taking the player, but now you're putting caps on what he can and can't do. At that point, don't take him. Yeah, there's a lot. They really had to believe that this kid's going to be a star in this league to go through all this trouble 
for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but now they don't even want to take him. It's it's or, or they don't want to let him yeah. play. I mean, we'll see. You either take him and let him play, or you don't take him at all. But now now they're well, he can't do this and he can't do mm-hmm. that because now they're backtracking and they're trying to cover themselves. Yeah. But it's very hard to do once you already made the initial pick. Exactly. That's my two cents, and I want to leave it at that. And if you have anything to add, no, I'd no, we'll move it. on. We'll move on. Luke Shen to the Canucks, by the way, two-year deal, $850,000. They're trying to add some depth there. And Josh Levo to Carolina for $750,000. Wait on the big names here. Still missing Deneau. We're still missing Hamilton, technically. It's not finalized, the New Jersey deal. That's true. Why does it say re-signs with Montreal? Why does it say that David Savard re-signed with Montreal? He didn't re-sign. He signed. Carter Hutton to Arizona for $750,000 as well. Sven Barchi to Vegas. Yeah, there's, honestly, it slowed down a lot. What time is it? It's one thirty-eight, So it kind of makes sense. I just hope that there's not, um, like last year, where, t- where players waited like four days just to see what the market... They're waiting for Taylor Hall yeah, pretty well, much. Mike Hoffman is going to take a little while here because he always does. Everyone was waiting for Hall. Josh Levo, Carolina, 750K, one year. I don't know where he was before. Where was he? Josh, in, um, he was in Vancouver. Vancouver. Was he? I believe so. I thought he went somewhere else. Oh, no. Ca- um, he was in Vancouver, then went somewhere else. Calgary. Calgary, yeah. And yeah. by the way, one-year deal announced, $2.9 million for Ian Cole to Carolina. All right. I don't... See... Again, I don't want to bring this up, but $2.9 million for Ian Cole. Mm-hmm. Ian Cole's an older guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring them depth. But you do that, but then you don't want to sign Ned. There's obviously something more than the yeah. than the uh, arbitration avo- what? avoidance there. Why are teams so scared of arbitration? You literally... Look, I understand it's a the player's going to get what he wants to get because he has an arbitrator with him. But if it's a player you want to keep, you're going to go it's through the process. It. Go through the process. And it's... I think people just I think teams and GMs and managers try to avoid just the process. I think they just I I just think it's not mm. they believe it's not worth their time. Yeah. But I mean, teach their own, I guess, and I I don't know because again, I'm not a general manager and it might be a longer process and it might not have been worth it, but to me for a guy like Alex Ndelkovic who has a bright future in this league, why not go through the process? Why not? Do you want to do winners and losers of so the far? draft? End of today. Oh, of the dra- well, the I couldn't even tell you of the draft. Of the week. Well, I know. Okay, fair enough. I I could tell you that Columbus definitely. We went through like two of them already. Arizona and Columbus. They won. They had very good. The, Arizona's just taking on big contracts. They're just taking yeah, but it was right just now. smart. It's something that Seattle should have done, in my opinion. Michael Del Zotto to the Sens for two million dollars a year, for did I say two years? That's Michael Del Zotto to the Sens. Okay. So we have winners. We have. Um, Arizona and Columbus. Yeah, the, ha- I, I, the Habs I, are a huge loser in oh, this Oh, they're draft. losers. Huge yeah, losers. They're huge losers. I'm sorry. It's just the case. They're losers. Um, I think Buffalo's a winner. And Buffalo Sabres fans, if there's any listening, take this and hold it on forever because we won't say it often. And you won't hear those words often. Buffalo and winners in the same sentence. You won't hear it often. <laughs> so remember it, save it. And I think that that trade, I, I see a lot of people giving them slack for not getting enough for Reinhardt. That's uh, fine. I think it was enough. And I think, and I think 
people see, and this is not just me saying this because we've talked to him and we know him, mm. but I really think that Devin was a piece of this trade that they like real that they still needed in order yeah. for the trade to go through. So they believe in him, and again, they don't have a huge uh, goalie um, prospect pool. Not at all. So, and he's proven to do some damage. So mm-hmm. with that being said, I think it's I a think good shot. It's, you're giving you're giving a young guy a shot. And you get the first round pick for a guy who didn't really want to be in Buffalo anyway. No. No and they're in a rebuilding phase anyway. So yeah. what are you going to sign him for four years at $6 million just to for his career to go downhill for four years? So sad, man. They were in a rebuilding phase when they were, like for 10 years they've been rebuilding. But Eichel was supposed to be the turning point. Instead, now they're probably going to trade him. Dalin Power, Owen Power, man. He looks so good. He, he looks, looks good. But really a lot of people good. think that he's not as good as people think he is. Really? 6'6", we'll six, six, he moves like headman. People think that he shouldn't even been drafted first overall. And, excuse me, people also think that he should have been drafted like 10th overall. Really? People think Eklund should have gone first. Really? I've seen it everywhere, but, again. Look, I didn't know much about this draft. I'm neither did I. Honest. That's why I'm kind of staying away. Yeah. But we have our winners. I think Buffalo still did a very good job in acquiring picks. Yeah. Um, especially in the Ristolainen trade. I really like that trade for them. I'm going to say a loser of the draft is the Sens. I don't know why they use their first round yeah, pick on 10th overall. That that's a that's a quality pick mm-hmm. and they took someone who they probably could have gone at the beginning of the second round. Yeah. Maybe, but again, it's hockey and keep in mind this year too, like you were telling me, they they didn't really play much hockey. Mm-hmm. Or if you have your guy, you have your guy. If that's what you think. Yep. If you have him, you take him. Because this year it's it's completely it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Um. So the losers will say we have the Sens and the Habs. Um. Winners. I'll throw in New Jersey there. Luke Hughes plays with his brother. Everyone's gonna be excited. And if they sign Hamilton, I still think it's a very good signing. He'll help that defensive core grow and get better because they had three first round picks last year, and I think they they drafted a defenseman for sure. It's the guy whose name no one can pronounce. So they'll be good, New Jersey. Yeah, I'll put them in a winner. You know, I'm going to give winner to... Where did he go? Now I'm blanking. Great. Well, wherever Mason McTavish went. Mason oh. McTavish went third overall to the Ducks. I like Anaheim's prospect pool, and I think Mason McTavish is a player that doesn't really come around often. I think he's, from what I understand, very good skater, very skilled, plays with some confidence too. And I think going to Anaheim, adding to the Zegras pool, adding to the Drysdale, mm-hmm. adding to a team that is definitely in the rebuilding phase, but their rebuilding phase consists of a lot of young players. Yeah. It will be... Uh, and they also... I really like that move. And I know it's a very small move, but I like that they took a shot on... Um, Vo- uh, not Voinov. Oh, God. Um, what's his name? He went from Tampa to Anaheim. It was a very small deal. Russian player. I don't remember. Anyway. I'm only thinking of like Shattenkirk. Another young... No, nah, definitely not. Um, another young guy. But anyway, I like I like uh, that pick by them as well. So, sorry. The Habs just posted um, like a little highlight reel of David Savard. Everyone's excited. I think the first clip is him going end-to-end against Tampa Bay when he was on Columbus in the playoffs. So when Columbus beat Tampa Bay. So this guy... And yes, I know he was traded to Tampa Bay. But this guy beat Tampa Bay... In the playoffs with Columbus, he swept them and then went to Tampa Bay, beat the Habs, and now is going to the Habs. So he's the opposite of Kevin Durant. 
If you beat him, join him. That's how he that's his mentality. Almost as if he feels bad. Let me let me go with those guys. And, and by the way, win. I was just gonna because I found the guy's name, uh, Volkov, Alexander Volkov. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar, but even to add on to that, I really like Lunderstrom. I like Max Jones, even uh, Troy Terry, who's young and and looking good. Maxime Contois, um, Sam Steele. So I think that the Ducks have a fairly bright future if they can add a few more key pieces. But Max Contois, Mister Shootout or Penalty Shot. Poor guy, Team Canada. Yeah, that was too bad. Anyways, now we'll do free agency. I know it's not done. Do we have a winner? I don't think we have any winners or losers no, just right yet. Now. I don't think we do. We could do our sponsors. Let's do it. Unless there's something. If nothing, it's pretty dead right now. So I think if it stays like this for another five minutes, I think we'll end off the episode here. Yeah. But we'll do our sponsors. So quickly, big shout out to World's Best Media. Uh, check him out on Instagram. It's World's Best Media without the O. Nick does amazing pictures and videos for companies. Any promotional photo or video you need, go check him out. World's Best Media uh, without the O on Instagram. And we would also like to take the time to shout out our good friends at Signature Pro. They have put together weekly memorabilia charity auctions that include a variety of items with star bids of $10, $10, $5, and even $1. Every Friday, auctions begin, which lasts till the following Wednesday at 8 p.m., and 15% of the proceeds are donated to a new charity every week. Since the beginning of 2021, they've given back $2,046 per week. Make sure to visit them at signaturepro.bidandraise.com to start bidding now. That's signaturepro.bidandraise.com. I have something to report. Do you? As you were speaking. Really? Very big, too. I think it's always as I'm doing this. Uh, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Hearing that the Kraken are close to signing top UFA goalie Philip Grubauer. Yeah, groups. Yeah. Wow. That's big. They could have had Price and Grubauer. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's good for them. Sucks for Colorado. I think they just lost their contending spot just because of that. You need goaltending. I'm sorry. You but need goaltending not that to good win. In my eyes. Sorry? He's not good enough in my eyes. Grubauer? I think he's... Well, he's better than nothing. Oh, agreed. Yeah, but yeah. I also think that he's... He played very well, though. He's a goalie that's very good because of the team he's on. I'll never forget that goal he let in against Vegas. Yeah. He was just stuck to he's his standing post. standing there. Oh, he was, yeah, he was just standing there. He's just like confused. Hey, look at this this highlight reel. David Savard going end to yeah. end. Yeah, look at that. Oh, my God. That was nice. Do they show any clips of him with Tampa Bay? I don't think they do. In this whole highlight reel, they don't. I'm gonna see. It's a minute, <laughs> it's a minute and fifty long. You know, if I'm if I'm the Habs PR group, like if I'm these social media guys or girls, wouldn't you put the the primary assist to win the Stanley Cup as the first highlight? Be pretty jokes. Yeah, it's it's all um, it's all Columbus. on Columbus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And a lot of them are against Tampa Bay, which is pretty funny. You want to hear Freddie Anderson's time, like, timetable as a player? Sure. Seventh round Carolina draft pick in 2010. Oh. Doesn't want to sign. Jim Rutherford rips agent by press release, goes <laughs> back in draft, signs with Anaheim, traded to Toronto. Time is a flat circle. I don't know what I'm reading. Right what, does that mean? what does that mean? Time is I, a flat <laughs> circle? <laughs> What's a flat circle? <laughs> I'm reading. <laughs> Can I show you what I'm reading? Are you on Twitter? Yes. Twitter's amazing. 
Okay, so wait, he went back into the draft? Signs of the Anaheim. Trade to Toronto. They forgot the part where he choked two game sevens. <laughs> Time is a flat. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> I don't know. Can you who is this guy's verified? Luke DeCock. <laughs> Can you check the comments? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see if anyone asked him. There's there's only there's not a single Luke, comment. What the hell is a flat circle? <laughs> Well, time. <laughs> oh, time. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> exactly. I don't even. There it is. The penguin sign Brock McGinn, by the way. I'm so enticed to call this episode Time is a Flat <laughs> Circle. <laughs> but uh, I can't because it's a free agent frenzy episode. So we won't. By the way, this would mean that Colorado needs to sign a UFA goalie or make a trade for one who's under contract. I don't who's know. This? The Colorado, if Grubauer goes to. Seattle. Oh. They need a goalie. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Sorry, I was reading something. Yeah. So Colorado, who who, who do they have now? Like who Colorado? They have now? If they lose Grubauer. They have Francois. Jesus. But he was injured all season. So By the need, way. Need a goalie. Just wanted to read this from John Vogel. Darren Dreger says on TSN that Jack Eichel has become the forgotten superstar on the market. Teams are interested as tire kickers, but doesn't seem like anything imminent. The frustration level is increasing from Eichel's camp. He's so good. Jujar Kaira just signed two years. I'm not talking about Jujar Kaira, but I'm talking about Eichel. He's really good. <laughs> Kaira's good. All I remember is the Romanov. Yeah, that, that shook him. Boom. I felt bad. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I don't know Romanov. why. He does seem like a nice guy. Now he's in Chicago, which is fun. Chicago's... What's that noise? It's <laughs> like, my Twitter. Oh. Every time I refresh Twitter, it makes <laughs> a little so noise. Confused. Yeah, yeah. Chase DeLeo to New Jersey, two-way contract. Don't know who that is. <laughs> kind of know who that is you see insiders are so bored that they're breaking news like this i know i'm so annoyed man why didn't they start this at 12 yeah would have made it 10 times better nick patan is he a free agent every year <laughs> he's always on one year two-way deals there's him and who's that fast oh cogliano can confirm seattle has signed grubar wow da- david panyada yeah there we go boom oh by the way i want to say something about that because it really bothers me do you follow puck empire by any chance i do not you don't on instagram oh on instagram yeah you know what I'm referring to? Go take a look. Oh, you don't have your phone. I don't have my phone. I'm going to show you just because I want you to see. A lot of those accounts on Instagram will just make like, is it like a top 15 goalies in the league and they put no, Carey Price at 14? No. He, they break news like that from Twitter. So you see like he does. Oh Vancouver. yeah, I do. Follow, uh, do I? So like. Maybe I do. I think I do. They do all this. Stuff. They just break the news. Yeah. yeah. And they break like rumors that and then they put who tweeted it yeah so that it's like not fake news but it bothers me so much because the, he always puts or whoever's running the account mm-hmm. he or she is always putting um david pagnotta the fourth period but they always say um dougie hamilton is linked to the halves the leafs the whole league and it bothers me and he, apparently every team is linked to this player like it's never it's never this team is interested in this specific player. It's always Dougie Hamilton is linked to a hundred yeah. different teams. Like, okay, like obviously, like what do you I don't I don't whatever. It bothers me, the linked. Anyways. So Grubauer, let's we'll wait till that officially comes out. I think it's six years. Six year deal. Once it officially comes out, I think we'll end the episode on that. That's kind of crazy though. Yeah. Like, let's see what the what the number is. Cause now they signed Makar. 
They signed Landeskog. Do they? They have money. I'm Landeskog was what seven years, eight, or seven by seven? What was it? Landeskog eight it. by seven. Eight by seven. It's a lot of time. So he's like thirty-six, basically. Oh, eight years by seven million. Okay, so seven by. Isn't seven it by the eight. other way around? I think it's. I think it's you always see the money. I think money. it's seven years by eight. Are you sure? I mean, seven million by eight years. I thought. I thought it was no. It's it's eight times. It's eight times seven. Yeah, because Brock he just to like show oh, you yeah, an example. Yeah. McGinn, four times two point seven five. Oh, okay. So four times two point. Oh, it makes sense because you're multiplying two point seven times. Right. Well, the two point seven five four times. Yeah, but it would be exactly. But it could also work the other way. Around. Yeah, so it can. It could be both ways, but I think the way that they report it, if I'm not mistaken, is year first. Is year first then money? So eight by seven. I've always had this problem. Eight years by seven million. See, when you say it like that, it sounds weird. Eight years by seven million. Instead of seven millions by eight years, seven but million by eight years. Eight years. Eight. Oh my god. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not, I'm, I give up. We're lost. Okay, I want to see this Grubauer deal here. I want to see it. Grubauer six times five point nine. Six point five, six point five four nine. No, 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 no. Six years <laughs> times five point nine million dollars. Oh, okay. I'm like, what are these weird numbers? It's not bad money. Six years by five point nine. That's Friedman, so it's it's official. And Wenberg just signed in Seattle. Yep. It's official. Three years, four point five million. So there goes their cap space. Seattle, I don't understand what you're doing here. They're going to get Grubauer, but the rest of their team sucks. Use that cap space for picks like Arizona did. Not for a goalie when you have Drieger or for Alex Wenberg. I just have a question for you. Go ahead. How quick do you think these analysts have to be with their fingers? Like on? I think they're on the computer. Oh, that would be a lot easier. Imagine typing all I this. I prefer Twitter on the phone, though. No. Oh, you mean like the app or the typing. App. No, no, I'm just talking about like this. I rather tweet platform. on my computer, but I never do. Why would I? I don't think I've ever computer? tweeted on my computer. Why would I just sit here and tweet <laughs> on my computer? <laughs> I don't think I've ever tweeted on my computer. It's always on the phone. But it's easier to make mistakes on the phone. A lot easier. And it sucks, like when you only realize you made a mistake after a few people liked it, so you don't want to delete it and yeah. then you do it because then they're not gonna like it. <laughs> I've again. had that problem before. Yeah. Anyways, so it's official. Grubauer to Seattle to the Seattle Kraken, six years. By $5.9 million to an AAV. And uh, I think we'll end it on that. It's been a fun episode. It has been fun. and Talked uh, about a lot. Hopefully this this will go up on YouTube. And yeah. with that being said, if it does go up on YouTube, we will start a... Um, TikTok. TikTok as well. Get some clips out there. The Cam Atkinson. That is definitely <laughs> going up there. <laughs> For sure. And and we'll start putting some hot takes or yeah. like just everything. Just everything. just for some exposure purposes. All right. And on that note, we hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh we'll catch you next time. Thank you guys so much.